County's place to talk. WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 818. You're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today the 22nd of March. And in studio with us, our guest from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec and uh, Nate Williams, Parks Director here. Nate, what, what's going on? What are we going to start with? This what morning? are we going to start? We're just jumping right into it, Scott. Yeah, yeah might as well. Lots of stuff going on, yeah. You, uh, it's, it's one of our favorite times of year, you know, as we have all of our leagues going, all of our activities are really cranking up. Uh, on top of our normal facilities that are open uh, seven days a week for people to enjoy and come uh, get in a healthy routine of exercise. Well, one of those healthy things that you can do is the underwater egg hunt. You know, I've, I've always said if you want to get fit, it's the underwater egg hunt. Yeah, sure. that's something that we've, we've done for a long time. Actually, when, when uh, I think Thomas helped us early on in that event, and we were like, let's do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you know, we do egg hunts. Let's use the pools to our advantage. So we're, we're excited about that. That's something we do at Patterson Park Community Center, uh, and it's really popular. Not a lot of people get to hunt for uh, Easter eggs underwater. Yeah, and who wears the, uh, the bunny outfit you know well, to go underwater we, to we hide the eggs we can't reveal that one. yeah that's yeah. a little bit of a secret, a secret because uh, it's that actual easter bunny that's there so yeah, I, I bet how, yeah. how long does it take for that fur to dry after <laughs> <It's> going under <laughs> <laughs> they go in there and they dry off in the bathrooms and it's uh they're they're good to go good so. good so the uh, easter egg underwater egg hunt one of one of the many things coming up uh, I think April 9th for that one at Patterson Park. Yeah, that's that's something, like I said, we've been doing for about 10 years. So we want to encourage people to bring their own basket or bag to collect the eggs. Uh, and you have to have a parent with you, especially if you're young. You can't just drop off and be there. So uh, it's it, it's April 9th, uh, and we're really excited about it. It starts at 10 o'clock and runs kind of throughout the course of the day. It was nice of y'all not to do that at the outdoor pool because it's, it's still kind of cold out right. there. Right. Well, we could combine and do the polar bear plunge and the and Easter egg hunt. Right. I had to dive down and get glasses one time during the polar bear plunge. That That's not fun. guy next to me, his glasses went in the bottom of the deep end. Why didn't you tell him to dive down there? Well, yeah, he was an older gentleman, so <laughs> that's customer service. I, that's well, right, that's right. no, I was trying to prevent a rescue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what else is going on, and what else are we going to be talking about this morning? Well, you know, this is a, a great time of year, and you know, one of the things that I, I love about our community, and something that our, our city administration and council has really set a priority for, is some of our natural spaces, and we're fortunate enough to continue to add to those natural spaces as we see the continued growth in Murfreesboro. Uh, one of our most important charges we have is to really uh, take some of these places like Oakwood Farm. It's the new 73 acres at Barfield Crescent Park that was recently just purchased. You say 73 additional? 73 additional mm -hmm. acres, which puts Barfield up to about 500 acres. But taking areas like that and say, you know, this is a natural area and we're going to conserve this place. It's going to be a natural resource for this community and be able to use as an education tool uh, that's preserved for a long time. And it won't be, you know, developed or uh, put a gas station or storage unit or neighborhood on top of it. It's going to be something for generations to come. So where is that 73 acres if you're yeah. in the park? How, how do you 
there's no trails on it yet. There will right? be trails. Yes. Okay. So we do have uh, somebody that's still living there as part of uh, our purchase agreement and they'll be moving out soon, but we're starting to uh, build trails and they'll connect to the existing trails at Barfield Crescent. And that'll be the main access to the area. And Kristen Hopkins is here. She's our, our natural resource manager for uh, our department has really spent a lot of time out there. And we're really excited about what can come out there. I think it's going to be a great resource and a tool for us to be able to work with kids, our school age kids and families and host events and extend the uh, ever popular uh, trail system at Barfield Crescent Park. So I guess, Kristen, what are we looking at as far as the trails? Where are they going to start for this 73 acres and, and all of that? Uh, well, we are still kind of in preliminary uh, planning for those trails, but they will probably stem from the uh, ever popular Red Trail <clears throat> out at Barfield. Um, and we hope to to build a really nice perimeter trail around that property. It's it's lovely. It's nice and flat. The the West Fork hugs the west boundary of that um, of that property. So there will be opportunities to enjoy enjoy so that. Is that trail along the river, and is it I don't know on the back side of the property, or or where is it in relation to the entrance of the park? Yeah, it's on the back side of the property. So if you're looking at the map, it's on the south side. So closer um, to 231, mm -hmm. Highway 231. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and then that 73 acres, that'll be used for trails for hiking, uh, or are you also going to extend the mountain bike course out there? Uh, right now, we're just looking at hiking trails. Mm -hmm. All right. And, and any idea on, you know, when this new acreage is going to be open for folks? Uh, well, there's quite a bit of work to do on it um but it is um yeah it's, it's coming along sure, yeah. yeah we don't know for sure we've got to yeah. get in there and start building the trails and then uh part of this pro project we have to get in there and look at the, the existing structures that we have so uh, this will be a hub for our natural resources so we'll have the education animals who are not being on current display or uh, on exhibit i don't know if that's the right term but all of our education <laughs> animals that need some rest how's that that's good, that's good. <laughs> we'll have them housed out of there and then we'll have some uh space for our, our uh, staff to be able to use as kind of a workshop and, and then a barn so uh, once the current resident moves out uh, and it's going to be very soon we get in there and we start making some improvements we have to add some parking some access so uh, we really don't know yet but i think those trails will be here sooner uh, rather than later for people to really be able to enjoy will this mean a, a secondary park entrance as well or just the same it'll entrance? be the same park entrance right now uh, i think we will have uh, that access on the south side of the park but it would be more for like events for a designated purpose or a school bus or that type of thing uh, not just to come and park there uh, type of area the only other you know parking access would be off of hemlock drive and that's the mountain bike trailhead yeah and and that is actually in a little neighborhood too right yeah it's right off of a neighborhood it's not technically in a neighborhood but we um about four years ago purchased four acres on that side of the park and uh, added the the mountain bike trail system into inside the park which has been well received and i think a really good asset for the park is Barfield Park the biggest park we have right now? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think it's, uh, I think in, in our park system, in my mind, you know, we've got Old Fort Park, which was always kind of our capstone park. It was really, you know, the first big park in Murfreesboro. Uh, but when you think of parks and recreation and parks, I think Barfield is the one that people really think of when it comes to the park system. Interesting. It's almost half the size of Central Park in New York. 
That, people, that's pretty people wild, don't yeah. realize that, but uh, mm -hmm. put it in scale, that's pretty significant. And, and you don't have the worries of getting mugged or anything. Right. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it's a win-win. Right. Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, <clears throat> thank you. We're, thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Our parks are notoriously extremely safe. Our greenway is extremely safe. Uh, and that's a lot to, to do with just our users. We have a lot of constant traffic within our very robust park system. But uh, we can't say it enough how much we appreciate. We have a whole uh, team of uh, police officers who are park police that you'll see out uh, nights, weekends, early mornings, all over the place at our events. Uh, who work hard to just you know interact with the public and you know interact with kids uh, specifically and also keep our park safe. So we we appreciate their hard work uh, tremendously. Are there Police officers who, who specifically, uh, you know, work the different park areas mm -hmm. yeah. at night when the parks are closed? Yeah, we even have a midnight and overnight officer who uh, patrols the parks and patrols the greenway. And it's, you know, community partners. I know the middle half, our, our, our race partner that we've done, the Murfreesboro Half Marathon, uh, recently donated money to the city, uh, over $7,000 uh, that is going to, and it's already been purchased, a new golf cart for the police to be able to patrol uh, the Greenway, and that's a huge thing for that type mm -hmm. of presence. And I know a couple of years ago, the same group purchased an electric bike so the police officers can use that on the Greenway. So uh, it's just it's a great presence to have, and our officers are just tremendous to work with. How often do the park police come across folks like walking the Greenway late at night when they shouldn't be? I mean, is that something that happens on a regular basis? You know, I don't know. I, we don't see necessarily other reports. I, I don't think as much as anybody you might think. You know, uh, people use our parks for their intended use. And we're fortunate for that, but you know, uh, we're we're very lucky. I was just driving to Murfreesboro on my way. I had to kind of go all over, and I was just thinking, you know, Murfreesboro it really is a, a unique place, and it's uh, inherently safe, and we appreciate that. And I think that carries over to our park system uh, that that we all care about so much. Definitely. Again, talking about Murfreesboro Parks and Rec this morning. Thomas Laird is also with us this morning. Uh, Thomas, anything new on the Frisbee Golf Course or uh, well, new additions? Well, we have the new one at Central Valley, and it's up and running. And uh, there's a right now we're working on T signs, but you can go to the UDISC app uh, and look up the course, and it has the pars and the distance for each hole and stuff. Hopefully, uh, later this spring we're going to get T signs up, and then this summer we're looking at putting benches on every hole and even adding some some different T pads. So we're con continuing to improve it but it's playing it gets as much play if not more than barfield crescent park uh, keeping up with the stats the just the folks that use the udisc app uh it's had over 600 rounds so far this year it, it was the only one out there right I right mean, 500 different users uh so very popular i think our advanced disc golfers enjoy that and that takes a lot of pressure off of barfield uh it's more of a family-oriented oriented course, and so I think people. I think the disc golf community is very happy. Yeah, it's at Central Valley Road, and that's right off the the North Murfreesboro Trail too. So if people want to go out there, they haven't experienced, you know, that section from Central Valley to Walter Hill. We have the disc golf mm -hmm. course now, uh, and then we're about to start two more miles from there, uh, heading uh, towards Smyrna on the horse trail. Uh, that's a core property that they're the federal government's uh, funding 100% the extension of that trail. And that trail, does it go all the way to Percy Priest Lake, or does it stop at some point? Yeah, there's on core property. I mean, it, it kind of intermingles out throughout there, but you can navigate your way throughout. We're excited, though, to have a paved trail uh, that will be similar in what the scope and what it, the, the trail that goes from Central Valley to Walter Hill looks like now. So, 
So a paved trail coming and a horse trail. Direction. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have over three miles of trail that's kind of standalone, and eventually we'll connect to the Walter Hill to the rest of the uh, Greenway system. So you know, I know there was talk once about having trails that connect all the way, you know, from Murphy's Road to Smyrna, mm-hmm. eventually to maybe Nashville. even to Nashville. Yeah. Is, I think, is that something mm-hmm. that? I think that would be a great thing. I think that's something we should look at and what. Uh, our continued expansion what looks like uh, congressman bart gordon i should say former congressman that was kind of that's his vision uh, and it's still you know he's still very involved with us securing funds to do these types of thing and has really kind of been a visionary for that so so still growing still growing trails. looking at what that would look like we talked to the the city of smyrna uh, the county and then also the corps of engineers about that being something that i think would be really unique and in Smyrna, I'm not real sure where their trail actually starts. Do you have an idea of where it starts or how or where would be a good place to actually add on both sides you to know, connect? We're looking at that right now, and we've talked to Smyrna about just hypothetically what would that look like. And uh, we're excited to work with their park staff, Mike Moss, out there uh, and his staff to see where the best bet would be because there's a couple of different options. Okay. So, so, so the idea catching on and, and maybe yeah, someday right. soon and, and sharp springs park i know their greenway ties into sharp springs and that's not too far from the central valley so uh, you know there's there's routes there where it would be available okay uh, back to disc golf just a little bit worth yeah. the why scott um if thomas ever asked you to play disc golf with him say no uh, it's a character builder you know <laughs> thomas is one of the better people that play uh and it's uh, you learn a lot and you don't feel great about yourself at the end of good it. that sounds you could be like a motivational frisbee golfer then I, yeah I, I felt pretty demotivated or, after or playing i felt like Gallagher, i needed to I practice <laughs> That, that's that's useful knowledge right there. So, I was just going to say, in case you ever get the invite, he's he's going to show you up pretty good. That, that sounds good. He, he doesn't know, though, that I'm a professional disc golfer. Well, I, 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 this sounds like a live no. WGNS event that we follow along. You know. There we go. Let, let's not do that. Uh, I think Brian Barrett and I can uh, commentate the whole thing. Um, that's hey, a, I'm a I'm a pretty good bowler too now. So, <laughs> now, now we're just now, bragging. My, my team won the city employee bowling league. We won the championship. If I don't say some, have you seen me play ping pong? <laughs> so, yeah, you, you could you could you got me on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Something else coming up: conservation days, which will be at Barfield Park. And that's, uh, what, April 22nd? Yeah, this is something we're excited about. This is something Kristen and her staff have worked really hard to put together, and it's um, a busy springtime for us. We've got a lot going on, especially in the month of April. And this is just another thing for, I think, families to come out and enjoy for a couple days. And Kristen can tell you kind of what's going to happen and what to look forward to. So what what is happening during Conservation Days? What What is that all about? Um, it's, uh, it's our efforts to highlight... Uh, not only what the natural resource team is doing in the city of Murfreesboro, but what our partners are doing in our community. And that's at the organization level and at the individual level. Um, and so two days, Friday afternoon, April 22nd, we'll have off-site hikes at some of our other natural areas around town. Um, those will be led by experts um, in their field, our friends at TDEC, our friends at the battlefield. They'll be leading some of those hikes. Um, And then Saturday is the main event at the Wilderness Station. It's going to be a day full of um, hands-on activities. Uh, Professional speakers will be speaking about various topics um, related to building backyard habitat, uh, reconnecting fragmented habitat, um, 
talking about the unique ecosystems that we have here in Middle Tennessee that are found nowhere else in the world, um, and uh, you know various hikes and things throughout the day on Saturday. The the Wilderness Station is one of those places that it, it's always in use. I mean, there's always something going on there. It seems like that's very true. Yes. <laughs> so this will be a, another event taking place there, Barfield Park area, and it's April. 22nd and 23rd right yes april 23rd is the the big day so if somebody wants to take like this group hike you're talking about how do they sign up for it um right now we don't have signups up yet we'll probably do that very soon um to get those we will have to kind of limit um certain activities but uh, most of them should be open to whomever can make them but um those will be available on the website which is uh just go to our murfreesboro tn.gov website and search for conservation days yeah and this is a great opportunity if you have a family or you're an individual who thought you know i'd like to take up hiking i'd like to get out and see you know if this is an, an activity that i'd enjoy you know maybe you're something to get moving maybe a doctor a doctor's recommended me walking that type of thing this is a great time to come out and do it with some other people and some of our staff that can really show you kind of the the, the proper way to do some hiking and it's going to be light and enjoyable and um guaranteed good time and there are a lot of good trails there at barfield park i mean it, it's one of the more interesting places i think to hike mm-hmm. because the off-road trails the ones that aren't paved i mean they're pretty cool they're, you know they're up and down all that stuff yeah we're actually really excited because our nature hikes that we have on saturday are going to be led by our state naturalist randy hedgepath and then also a, a fantastic ranger out of long hunter state park um Leslie and Rawlings, and they're both very knowledgeable. And so while you're hiking, you will be able to learn about what you're seeing while you're out there. So. You like the uh, Nashville Stars tour, but only tour of the inside of the park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of trees and plants and animals. Yeah, we had to exactly like, like a megaphone. <laughs> okay, folks. No. <laughs> Probably won't be picture like a thousand people on this hike if you look to your left you'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's all coming up again april 22nd and 23rd in at barfield park uh we got to take a short break but when we come back what what else should we, we tackle this we've morning? got the miracle league starting up here in a few weeks and so that's, so that's we'll, a great opportunity people come out and enjoy ball game and we we'll can touch talk about base that. on that then all right perfect time right now 8 36 you're tuned to wgns on this tuesday morning News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us. And that's our freedom and the right to live in this country. And we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. 
United States Army in 1967, and I got out in 1969. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. My base pay was $81 when I went into the Army, and they said if you go to jump school and jump out of the airplanes, we'll pay you an additional $55. I said, wow, that's what I chose to do. We're talking with Russell Ashton. Of course, it was a lot of good training. I mean, we're talking about getting physically fit. And I'm sure boot camp was a whole lot different back then compared to today. It's a different world. It sure is. You're a veteran who served during a wartime. The average citizen, I don't think they understand what that means. I don't think they understand what things you may have seen. And it's hard to even comprehend when you start to think about it. That's right. I just think about it all the time. No one has ever looked through my eyes and no one has ever worn my boots. I guess that's hard for other people to understand. People here in the great America don't have a clue what's going on in the world. They're just standing around in the dark in broad open daylight. What was life like after you got out of Vietnam and came back home? I immediately went to work due to the fact of how my parents raised me up. I thank God every day for the way that my mother and father raised me up. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.39. You're tuned to WGNS. Melinda Tate also in studio with us this morning from Parks and Rec. And a, a lot more to talk about. And I know before the break, Thomas, you were mentioning the Miracle Field. Huh? Well, the, the Miracle League or Miracle Field... Uh, it was a collaborated effort between the city of Murfreesboro and the Project One Four David Price Foundation to build this beautiful park and inclusive playground along with a t-ball field next to it. Uh, so if you haven't been out, it's in front of Sportscom. It's a, a great facility, uh, but it's a the program of the Miracle League itself is for uh, both intellectually and physically challenged youth and adults. Gives everybody an opportunity to play baseball regardless of ability. Uh, and we're, we have such a great community here. Our local high school baseball teams typically come and they serve as buddies. So while some athletes need no assistance at all, they help cheer them on and, and kind of support them. And then other athletes need a little more assistance. They assist them through the field. The other thing that the, having those high school baseball players or softball players there, they're able to protect the athletes. So they're able to get that true experience of playing while still being safe. Uh, but we start back up April 9th. If you've never come out, we'll play Friday night on April 8th. We'll have two games on Friday nights, two games on, or four games on Saturday. Uh, it is a great experience. We have live, our DJ 
playing music. Each kid has their, or adult has their own walk-up song. Their video, their picture goes on the video board. It's just a phenomenal experience just to be in the crowd and be part of that. So now, I know local veterans, you know, pre-pandemic, they had a game. The the Veterans Hospital, they used they to do. have games out there. Do and they? hopefully they're going to start back this summer. Uh, we also have several camps that come through the summer and uh, a variety of users. But our, our bulk of our users are the, the miracle participants themselves. Uh, this year we've got a little right at 120 athletes playing so we'll have six games each weekend we play from april into the first week or two of june till it gets really hot and then we take a break pretty cool and then uh, melinda you're going to mention the uh, coffee marathon coming up uh which, which you know if you're a coffee drinker that's that's a good marathon to be a part of <laughs> and you don't have to be a coffee drinker you can be a hot chocolate drinker or uh, water that's fine too and <laughs> um, the coffee marathon um, it will begin april 1st and it will last for two months so you actually have two months to run 26.2 miles and you don't have to run you can walk but um, basically there are eight coffee shops and you will go to each one and that is your start and finish of a small route like okay. some it might be two miles some uh, another route maybe four miles but once you run or walk that particular route you go into the coffee shop and get them to stamp your passport so are the coffee shops like right next to the greenway or close to it or how does that work no they're all through town um several on the square uh one is at sportscom when they do serve coffee there (laughs) (laughs) um and so you do get uh a a chance to see different areas of the town Uh, some are on roads some are um, I don't know if one is on the Greenway or not but um, you don't have to do it all in one day but you can if you want to so it's at your pace and it's on the honor system you you go in and and tell the coffee shop owner that that you just completed your route and they will stamp your passport at the end after you've done all eight routes then you go to Patterson, and there will be a nice uh, coffee mug for you there. And to sign up for this, just do it through the Parks and Rec website? Uh, yes. we. Um, I believe it will be through Run Sign Up, and we're working on uh, setting that up now. Okay, cool. And what else is happening? Yeah, we, we've got a lot of projects, Scott, that are just uh, – you know, wrapping up and then progress. I think one of the things, a couple of things that people need to be aware of is on the Greenway with the three-way bridge that connects Thompson Lane and Old Fort Park and Fortress Rosecrans mm-hmm. is heavily trafficked. And there's going to be a little bit of a disturbance with that because we have to replace all of the decking and do some uh, engineering structure repairs. Uh, so that's going to be happening in the next month or so. Um, uh, we'll make sure we put out the word, but we're trying to keep as much of the trail open and just work on one section at, tri- at a time. But unfortunately, sometimes it just happens where, you know, it impedes the traffic. So we'll make sure that people are aware. Uh, something exciting that we just completed is we just installed new fencing in all of our uh, foul poles and then our uh, netting uh, at the four-field complex uh, at McKnight, just right in time for the season. So cool. that's something that we're excited about. And then another project that's going on right now is the if you get within uh, eyes range of, of Seagull Park, you see our big indoor facility that's going up, and 
uh, we're on schedule for that building to be open sometime this summer. And that's the indoor soccer facility. And uh, again, kind of give us the dimensions of it. How yeah. big is it? What is it going to so be used for? It, it's 100,000 square feet. It has a full-size soccer field inside. And that's part of our agreement with the Tennessee State Soccer Association. Uh, they are moving their headquarters to Murfreesboro. Uh, we're building an office space that will host uh, our, our staff. And then TSSA will be leasing some space for us. And we also have some retail space, too, that we'll be able to uh, rent out and use as a multi-purpose space as needed and then uh, part of that project we lit the Jordan farm fields uh, which now makes those fields where we can use them longer periods of time and then uh, transitioning eight of our fields to artificial turf so so will there be nighttime soccer games eventually yeah it's yep. a lot of the fields already at Siegel are lit um, but this will just add uh, you know our indoor facility is really just a performance center that people are going to be able to train in. Uh, the goal of this um, this agreement with the Tennessee State Soccer Association was to really make Murfreesboro a destination for soccer development. And that's happening. We're seeing that already. And it's also becoming a destination for national tournaments and regional tournaments. Well, and part of the reason need for a indoor facility or a weather-protected facility is in the soccer culture, these advanced player development clinics such as the Olympic development program and things like that they're in the off season of the traditional soccer so the winter months is when these camps and things go on where some of the elite players in the country come together to train and without an indoor facility we're you know those teams are having to move south or somewhere else so hopefully we'll secure that along with a lot of other uh, opportunities for people to train and get better so are there a lot of travel league soccer teams as well based in absolutely Murfreesboro? absolutely we work with uh, several different clubs you know our long-standing relationship with murfreesboro soccer club they have a travel league and then we've got uh, tennessee soccer club murfreesboro that has one then a couple of other ones but you know there's definitely a demand for soccer it's something that's been really you know, paramount in our community since the 70s. Murfreesboro, you know, you can read articles about how it was coming into Murfreesboro a lot, you know, before a, a lot of other communities really embraced it. Do you I, I read an article somebody dropped off. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, but ahead. it was an article. I forgot it was it's a soccer. Magazine. Yeah, it was about me from the <laughs> 70s. But uh, it was talking, it was introducing the sport of soccer and it was explaining how it was introduced to Murfreesboro in the 70s and explained what shin guards were and the rules of it. And you're thinking, wow, it's really a foreign sport that was brought in not that long ago and it's become one of the the fastest growing sports uh in the world and specifically in the country i believe mr bigford yeah. and billy bigford's dad is the one that started soccer he so it was one of the first ones I, i'm curious are, are there other sports that you see on the horizon coming into murfreesboro and, mm -hmm. and becoming popular thomas is our sport expert so what do you think thomas <laughs> what's that are, what other sports Future are really starting sports. to grow what do you see <laughs> well here in murfreesboro you know of course the disc golf took off with the pandemic and then soccer is continuing to grow uh, the lacrosse is tending to take a hold within the high school so once uh, TWSAA recognizes lacrosse as a high school sport I think our youth programs or stuff are going to really grow on that level uh, and you know of course baseball and softball is still a leader within our community it's the go-to you really have to plan around baseball and softball season when you're doing events and things so I'd say here in Murfreesboro soccer baseball and softball are your three main sports uh, but then there's you know we have a lot of skaters I think we're trying yeah. we've been pushed to, to put a skateboard facility in yeah. and pickleball uh, 
Pickleball, that's an up-going <laughs> yeah. sport, and there's a lot of young people playing pickleball as well. There, there are a lot of but passions. In we have a world. vibrant tennis community, too. Yeah. Our tennis center is one of the top in the country, uh, and mainly because we have such community support and community involvement there. What about tetherball? Yeah, we still are tetherball. Yeah, is a great. You, you, those are busy all the time. So, I think what it's we're a, trying to say simply is that all of the sports are really popular, and we're trying our best to keep up with everything. Right. That so. Badminton. We got any badminton going we, on there? You know, badminton's not taking a hold here in Murfreesboro. We're such a tennis and pickleball. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I do see folks at a Barfield Park playing volleyball a lot though yeah yeah volleyball is very popular another project that we have uh thomas and our grant coordinator karen lampert worked really hard to secure forty thousand dollars from the national parks and recreation association um and that's to build a new court at mcfadden community center Uh, so that's going to be a court that we've got approved to go ahead and start the work on we'll light it with some basketball goals and we'll have mixed use lines with basketball and pickleball so lawn darts (laughs) those were fun (laughs) not lawn darts but we are we're we're building you know lighted outdoor basketball court we hope that will relieve some of the pressure from the gyms in the summertime where we can move those games outside uh, we're also working with the the local housing authority uh, and community development for some grant funding so we can put an outdoor fitness area there and maybe a you know some ninja warrior type obstacles uh, that teen population is what we're trying to target target in that project because uh, you know, sometimes the teens, they outgrow our programs, and we got to keep them engaged until they're old enough to be in the adult programs. It's hard to get teens outdoors these days. It, it really is. That's why I think when we look at what we do as a park system and what we offer, we want to offer a wide range of people uh, for people to be able to find, uh, you know, a passion. So we don't want to hone in on one specific things, but throw everything out there for a passion that would lead to really, you know, purpose long term and also healthy lifestyles. And I think, uh, you know, I'm proud of our staff who always work really hard to push the cutting edge, you know, and work the long hours and the odd hours and, you know, uh, think of the the next thing. And then also the support we have uh, to be able to do that. You know, Murfreesboro's park system has always been supported and we just uh, we, we, we don't take that lightly and we take the charge to continue to get better every day. Do you ever foresee having like, uh, I don't know, inner tube rentals uh, set up throughout the parks, you know, to where you can inner tube down the Stones River and then... You know, Stop I don't. At some point. That's not a discussion we've had, but we do have a very large boating program where people can learn about kayaking, uh, different types of floats uh, that they can do here in Murfreesboro. So there you have it. it close yeah, enough. that's close enough. I, I yeah. kind of answered that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, this is a good time of year, Scott. Also, just to remind people as people get outside more and, and use the greenway and go to some of our open spaces. Uh, we Melinda did a great job several years coming up with a campaign that's really taken off, but we call it Park Smart. Uh, so just want to encourage people to remember to lock their doors, hide their valuables, take, don't leave valuables in their car. And just a reminder, we've got these little yellow uh, owls, isn't it an owl, mm-hmm. that we put, that we give out. And people can just remember when they see that to get out of the car, just remember to lock their door. Yeah. Just to make sure that we keep, you know, our, our valuables safe in our car. You know, it's just, it's not smart to leave a wallet or purse just sitting out. But some people do it. Yeah, yeah. even if there's nothing in it. Um, yeah. yeah they don't know that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, also coming up, Pioneer Days, and yeah. I believe that's at Cannonsburg. Yeah, this is a, a long-standing event at Cannonsburg that I think everybody looks forward to. And a lot of people, it's really the kind of the start of spring, you know. So uh, it's April 23rd. It starts at 10 o'clock, 10 to 4. Uh, live music. And we'll have some crafters. We'll have vendors. Uh, we have lots of demonstrations going on. Hayride. 
good day to be out at Cannonsburg, and uh, Thomas guarantees the weather's going to be perfect that day. Oh, good. Right, right. So well, we have Tom, Miracle League going on, yeah, too. Yeah, so it's going to be so perfect. It will be nice weather. So, and, and what takes place at Cannonsburg other than the hay rides with the blacksmith yeah, shop? Yeah, so sheep shearing. Yeah, demonstrations. I mean, everything you can think of. There's going to be different artists, live music. There'll be some cloggers. Uh, there will be uh, no lack of abundance of things going on. So, uh, and just like um, a lot of the, the the things that we provide, it's completely free to come out and enjoy. And then, you know, if you come out and walk, you can come down the Greenway and 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 have just a great spring day in Murfreesboro. And at some point, the Town Creek is going to be reopened, yeah. and and that I guess will connect to Lytle Creek right yeah. there at Cannonsburg. Yeah, we're seeing some of the early on just kind of uh, conceptual ideas of what it's going to look like when Town Creek is open and. Uh, I'm excited for the future that Cannonsburg will have and hopefully setting the standard for kind of what that area looks like. And, and we're, we're, we're pumped about that. Which will expand, I guess, park territory to some degree and more places to walk or yeah, picnic? Yeah, more just natural space uh, and then kind of a, a planned development. And I think it'll be something like if you remember, you know, when all those discussions were going on, I don't think there's ever been something that was so universally uh, exciting everybody so uh, yeah. I think that's something our, our city leadership has seen and, and, and shares the same vision but a, a lot happening for sure within the park system and I, I would guess we're one of the very few cities of our size to have such a robust park system you know we're fortunate um, parks and recreation we have 372 employees um, we have uh, a lot of people that put in a lot of work and then, you know, a pretty large operating budget to maintain these facilities and then a, a budget to build and, main, you know, reconstruct and, and, you know, take care of some of what we have. So we're, we're well supported. And like I said earlier, it's thanks to our, our city leadership and our city council who understand the benefit and that what how that plays into really the quality of life of Murfreesboro. And then. You know, our staff just works really hard. And I couldn't be more proud to work with them to, like I said, always look at the new things, look at new cutting cutting edge ideas uh, that we can present for the, the residents of Murfreesboro and the visitors to Murfreesboro. And are there any updates on a future park in the Blackman area? Yeah, so we're still looking at what uh, the trade with Middle Tennessee Electric looks like. We're, we're considering, we're in the due diligence process of trading uh, the potentially of trading 120 acres that we currently own with 159 acres that Middle Tennessee Electric owns. Uh, and we haven't gone too far into the study of that land or what uh, exactly will be out there. But I know we've talked about it also having a place where other city services might be able to, you know, share with a park. So we'll share that once we get really into the, the design process, if it goes through, and we'll have some visioning sessions and, and just see. Uh, but nothing concrete. There's just lots of opportunity right now. Now, is there a creek that goes through that property? I do know there's some... some um, wetter areas but i'm not sure exactly if there's a creek on that piece of property well we, we need to find out I'll find, the next time important. next Very month important. yeah next i'll month. bring that <laughs> yeah because we're, we're like out of time now. the hard-hitting questions <laughs> like this i'll bring it back to you uh have we missed anything or do we cover everything going on that's coming up um we still have a few summer camps that are available a lot have filled up but if you go to murfreesboroparks.com uh, you'll see the the summer camp icon click on it and you can see what's available and, and now is the time to sign up for that i guess absolutely and if you're just looking for you know something to do this weekend or this weeknight or whenever it is something to do with your kids go to murfreesboroparks.com and look at our calendar uh, that's you know what what we go to to look at melinda and her staff do a great job keeping that updated and there's 
I promise there's always something to do. It's always fun in the parks. That, that's right. That's right. Well, again, this morning we've been talking about Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec. Our guests today have been Nate Williams, Thomas Laird, and Melinda Tate. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Thank Scott. Thank you. Time right now, 8.57, local news, a check on the weather, and another check on the traffic. Come your way right now. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.